0: to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet.
1: Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we are... Very, very grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your good podcasts, even where you get your bad ones. You can follow us, Facebook and Twitter, Local Bar Media, and uh, you can email us, chat at LocalBarMedia.com. If you want to support the show, Patreon.com slash Local Bar is where you can go to do that, to donate a little bit of... Money our way to keep us loud, live, and independent. It's nice to be back with you. It's a beautiful night here in downtown Columbia. The doors of the studio are open if you happen to be a neighbor and you happen to be walking your dog by. Yes, this is the studio where the magic happens. Not even a block and a half away from here, there's a band playing on the back porch of Foxfield. It is, quite frankly, a perfect night here in the Rosewood area. Very nice night. A lot of good things happening. Uh, A lot of positive things have been going on lately. I appreciate emails that I've gotten, people that have reached out to the show. I've had uh, a crazy, crazy turn of events that's not meant for radio. And I I hate to keep people. I've had a couple people email me saying that i got to quit talking vaguely about stuff or just not talk about it at all uh, because I keep hinting that good stuff has happened. But good stuff has happened, and I'm happy about that proud of that and i'm glad that things things seem to be going well that's something to celebrate hope things are going well with youtube but i do appreciate the emails and everything that i've gotten um uh, a couple of notes uh just at the beginning of the show if you are in the columbia south carolina area on april the 20th just over the gervais street bridge from downtown is a little amphitheater where they have a little festival called rhythm on the river where they showcase a couple of bands each and every week. And next week on the 20th, your boy here will be playing with Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. Uh, Jeff Lucero's band is uh, playing with us as well. Should be a great time. Come on out. Say hello. Have a good time with us. Uh, if you haven't caught the band yet, yeah, you definitely need to come check us out. It is a fun time, a really cool place, uh, an area that's developing extremely well over there with some really cool things happening. Not too much we hope. If you hear that swallowing in the background, yeah. it's my guest. <laughs> we'll bring her on here in a few minutes, but she's a little worried about some of the changes going on over there. I am not. I'm excited about it. Come on out. Debate it with us over <laughs> on Rhythm on the River. Uh, February, uh, April 20th, just next Easter weekend. The whole family's together for Easter. Why not go see Don Merkel play? That's, uh, that's what I would want to do for every Easter. Mm. So in the news this week I saw something that was crazy I've I've seen it before but it was a story that I found uh, very interesting there was a a lady she and her husband um, uh, were getting ready to do something I I can't remember she ended up having to get up her stomach was killing her she thought she was coming down with the flu she got up and she went to the bathroom and had a kid just had a baby right there I uh, had no idea that she was pregnant and um, you know, she and her husband had tried, they had even tried fertility treatments uh, years before and just had come to the grips that they weren't going to have children of their own in that manner. And they were going to have children of their own, maybe through foster care or, 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 or um, adoption or something, but no, no, this, this stomach ache was more than that. And this lady had a baby. Now I've heard these stories before and I've seen the shows where people go on and they talk about my unknown pregnancy and you know, on the very reputable shows like, I don't know, like Dr. Phil or some stuff like that, or people go and they sensationalize everything and make you believe that everything's the norm. Well, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with this thing and I started looking it up and I, I found some of the craziest stories. Now there are some sad ones. There was a lady that was pregnant, but went into a coma, and she went into a coma. This is the craziest one. Well, lady, well, arguably the craziest. I guess it just depends on your your situation. But this lady went into a coma, did not know that she and her husband were pregnant before. They found out days after she went into her coma, and then she woke up with a baby. No idea like talk about the worst i don't know if it's the worst time to get pregnant or worst time to go into a coma or maybe both uh, everybody's fine now which is a uh, the, the good part of the story but what a what a what a crazy thing to know that you you're something's going on with you and so you i think she was put into a medically induced coma for something there was something going on with her and, uh, and then find that i don't know it's a crazy story other stories though uh that that go to explain how this physically can happen i think it's a 1 in a 25,000 Chance that this can happen to women, which that's not really an astronomical number. Yeah, you you got a better chance of this happening than winning the lottery. And well, I don't know anybody that's won the lottery either. But still, still, um, there's I saw this stuff explaining how it can get like up and like underneath women's lungs, and they don't know it. Or I just have a hard time with that. I, I have seen uh, women go through pregnancy. I don't know how you don't know. You, you figure it out at some point, but it is it is an amazing story. This, this story um, had a had a really um, heartwarming part to it. I mean, she she and her husband were excited. They were astonished, and there was a lot of emergency um, medicine that had to get taken place really quick. Everybody was fine. Baby's fine. Mom's fine. Everything's good. Baby was born to the day, exactly a year later from the day her father died. And she had had a really hard time with that she was very close with her dad. It's just a really, really kind of heartwarming story, but in a really weird way. But it it caused me to look at things in a little bit different way. And um, because it's something that I've given no credence to before, like I'm never going to know what it's like to carry a child, but I've watched people do it. It's not normally something that sneaks up on you. Like when people say, Oh, I'm so I was shocked that I was pregnant, they're not talking about eight and a half months, you know. They're they're talking about eight and a half weeks. It's a completely different thing. But it did it was interesting reading some of these medical cases where um some of them I still don't believe. I'm so, just the skeptic in me, but there are some that were like, hey we were trying. We just had no idea. And it was you know there's also the the, the case of the folks that are morbidly obese and and didn't know it. That's one thing. There are people that are just normal sized folks. It's just it was it was is a crazy rabbit hole to go down. It really was, but it was it was an interesting one and one that really caught my eye this week. So congratulations to that family that lady who thought she was going to poop and <laughs> ended up getting a baby you know
0: feels like you have to poop
1: well, I, yeah i I'm, I'm sure it does <laughs> She feels like you can do more than that but it's uh uh it's a nice surprise when you go to uh get up and realize oh my gosh i'm a parent today <laughs> and i thought i just had a hangover it's just, <laughs> just ing- i'm not saying she had a hangover i'm just i'm just joking. so it um there's a there has been some crazy things going on. There's been a, there's been a lot in, in my life. Like I said, that has been very, very positive. But uh, usually, when things like this happen, it's because I'm taking some time because of a lot of crazy things that have gone on. Not only have I had to go through all this stuff that I've been going through lately, but so has my guest this week, and she's been dealing with some other stuff as well that I find highly, highly interesting. And I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. So I wanted to bring her on and I will get back with you again at the other side of this break.
2: the start they're in our at heart they had the elegance of a loaded gun beneath the dark and distorted layers lay the answer to rock and roll prayers and in their wake influenced everyone let's give it up for the underground turn up and they would turn down walk around like they own the place put a smile on a warhol's face the black angel never let them down would have been proud, But she was busy for her man.
1: Uh, that wonderful Don Merkel music that you can hear on April 20th. You know, I put on um Facebook today, Come for the Don Merkel stay for the blacksmiths. My original line was going to be Come for Don Merkel and Stay for Chad Alexander. But I I I just knew I'd get some. I would be uh And Don's uh, the crosshairs of Don's ire. Um, So with me this week is a very special guest, one who has been on the show once before, twice before. I think I've done a podcast with you before my lovely, beautiful, talented wife. Maria, I believe it's still Norman legally because she hasn't gone and got oh her last name God. changed yet, Maria. I was
0: supposed to do that tomorrow, but then now I've got all these Oh, I've things. got, so, you know, i got to
1: put it all <laughs> off, you know, I guess when the second I'll, year anniversary comes around. I'll, I'll do it before do. We,
0: we have our anniversary. You
1: better go get the dang passport. First of all, your passport, by the way.
0: Well, I can't get that till I get my name changed. Yeah, you
1: your passport, by the way. Doesn't even have your second husband's name on it. It's got your first husband's name on it. So you could have even gone somewhere with your first, your second husband if you wanted to.
0: I did go somewhere. He bust the whole time.
1: I know that Sterling has a passport because she's gone to the Dominican. I'm getting Bryn one too. I will promise you the three of us will leave you behind if we want to go somewhere. You will not hold us back.
0: I will get, I I will, I will get it all done.
1: Over the past few weeks, um, you have jumped into something that um, I, I think is very commendable. Um, over the past couple of years, you've done something with uh, a couple of other things as well. Uh, let me go ahead. We, by the way, getting into this, we, we I haven't really told Marie what we're going to talk about, which, which I love. I, I love this. But you have graciously come out here because I have wine. So
0: I yes. um, love it's Riesling. So I'm not. I was like,
1: oh, that's at least something. Yeah, like um, my whistle. <laughs> the. Uh, I'm not going to mention, since we haven't talked about this, I just want to let you know up front. Unless you want to, I don't want to mention the names of the organizations. Unless you want to bring it up, I'm going to completely leave that up to you. Because we're going to talk about activity and and stuff like that that we see out of of, um, not only volunteers, but actual organizations. I'm going to ask you some tough questions about organizations.
0: So I need to mention... At least one organization, you're... because I need help.
1: Okay, well, I know I, 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 I know which one you're talking about. There, okay. I don't think that's that. We're not talking about that. Okay. I just want to make sure that you know upfront. You're you're the one who sets the pace for this. If you want to say that, if you want to say the name, you can. <laughs> if you don't, you don't have to. Okay. All right. Over the past couple of years, you've been involved uh, with with an organization that you've deemed needs a lot of help, and I don't think anybody in 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 the country would disagree with you. Um, you, you have not been able to jump into it the way that you want to, but you have found other ways and it's very commendable and it's amazing what you're doing. Over the past couple of weeks, you decided that you wanted to help restart the Rosewood, which is our neighborhood, Rosewood Neighborhood Watch Program, which is real cool. And I say restart it because you were like, Hey, we should start one. And someone's like, well, we had one at one time. It's like, okay, well, no one's seen that one in a while that the Rosewood Neighborhood Association is... On the back of milk cartons right now, so let's see if we can do people still do that They still put pictures on milk cartons? no, okay
0: when did they stop doing that when everybody switched to wine okay
1: so uh, <laughs> they uh you know that you 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 decided to start that group up. you got a lot of folks on the uh Facebook page jumping in on it um you had a couple of meetings, even had one specifically for the watch and and that went real well had some great people. Reach out and 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 help get started with that, and then, and then you've you've found yourself not getting involved, but wanting to participate in some things um, that you see as being very important. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna give every well let's let's back up a little bit. We struggled anytime you've wanted to get involved in something, and why is that?
0: We've struggled.
1: I was using the royal way. We, we've struggled whenever you've wanted to get involved with something. Why is that?
0: Well, many reasons, but because I'm not sure where you're going with this, which is why I don't like to do it this way. Um I mean I struggle because I throw myself into it and then I get so involved it consumes me. All right,
1: that's one, but I I want to back up even further than that. We have we struggle whenever you want to do something because you won't make time for it. Oh, yeah. You right. you yes, yes,
0: I do feel extremely guilty and- about taking time away from the family because I don't have a full time I mean I don't I don't have a full time family. I have a full time de- demands, but I don't have a I don't have my girls all the time so when I am not with my girls it's it's literally I'm giving up time that I don't already have full
1: of so if for some reason you're a new member of the show and you've never heard our other podcast Wilding a Family Maria and I have been married for almost two years now you wouldn't know it by your last name and um <laughs> we we both have a child from a previous marriage so we split time uh, with them they're not always with us and so, yeah, that, that is something that comes up. I mean, you're busy anyway. I mean, everything's busy. If, even if we don't have the girls, we're usually doing something that's involved them or cleaning up after them or preparing for the next thing we're going to do. You, know, you keep a very busy schedule. And then there's other stuff that we have that that, that we take time for with us. And, and But whenever it comes to something like that, you, you have a hard time. So that's why I said, I, I phrased it the way that I did it on purpose you when when you have to make time or when these things come up, you will not make time for yourself because the premise is number one you have to make the time you you can't right you don't just have it okay yeah but lately lately you have lately you've made the time i'm I'm curious have you just gotten more time have things changed? Have you found a way to involve the girls in it more? Like what? what is so,
0: that? yeah, I do feel like I've figured out a way to involve the girls um, for the Neighborhood Watch. I've figured out ways to do that. I also realized that our girls are old enough now that I no longer have to worry about... My time is no longer just spent, like, changing diapers and going to the bathroom and things like that. They're a little bit more self-sufficient now. So now... I look at it a little bit differently, like, okay, now I need to show them. Like, I'm still their parent, but now I need to show them how to be in the world, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of, so, you know, for for the first year that we were together, like, Sterling was still young, very young, and and so it was still about taking care of them and still about doing that type of things. And now they're a little bit older and now they're more impressionable and now they're going to school and now they're, they they have opportunities during their day to, to do things. And um, I just feel like it's important for them to be able to see that.
1: Yeah. You, you've been involved with another organization because you've seen people hurting and, and needing something else. And you've wanted to get involved with that. And our girls have been involved with that with the way that we've, we've, we've worked with that as well. That was something that we knew as a family we'd all have to be on. Um, and you've gotten involved with that over the past uh, year or so, a little bit more than, than you ever have. Right. Um, you've, been, you've, you've taken time out where you go and volunteer at least once a week there to help them with some things. And, you, and you've looked at trying to help them in some other ways tonight you came home and you weren't very ecstatic about the meeting. And there are some things that were going on. And what you saw was um, places where people have donated either time or items, places where uh, stuff was there and ready to be given out and and no one had done it. And you understand that there is a need for that, but there's, there's nobody doing that. And so you're starting to uncover where – you understand that people need help, people understand that people need help. But there's not enough people coming out to help, and so what's happening is things are getting pushed to the side. Am I am I painting that picture correctly? Oh,
0: you're right. And I'm frustrated because because I am frustrated. Okay, I'm I'm frustrated for so many reasons. I don't want to con- constantly say frustrating in this conversation. But you have your social workers that are literally there There's never a time that I'm at DSS And I go to DSS, which is Department of Social Services um, I do not get there until 6 o'clock in the afternoon So it is well past the time that people should be at home And I have never once been there When I don't see less than 10 social workers there working I don't leave until 8, 8.30 I'm walking out with some of them and there are still some still in there. And that's just in some of the areas that I go to. I don't, I've, I have not even been to the entire facility. And so I'm just frustrated because there's so many different things that need to be done that these people can't do, nor they get paid like 25000 30000 I mean, they don't make anything with all if you break it down to the hourly rage, wage that they make on the hours that they put in i bet they make like 2 dollars an hour i don't even bet they make that it's insanity and so it's just so it's so overwhelming sometimes because i see this huge problem and i see very very simple solutions very 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 simple to where if we had some other, I don't know, if I had 50 other people to volunteer, we literally could cut it down to an hour a month for those people to help. And it would make such an impact and and so much of a difference. And so it's just a little bit. Some days, but I this is what I signed up for. I knew this. I know. It's always it like, you know, you there's these people that enjoy like, so for instance, the other, a couple of weeks ago we went, and saw the parade, the um, St. Patty's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. And so there was this truck that was advertising, like, female football players. It was the female football oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. You know, I would never want to do that. Absolutely not. Those Even girls
1: look like they could beat somebody's ass. <laughs> right. Like, it was amazing.
0: Right. So obviously... Someone enjoys that. They enjoy going out on the field and getting their – opponents
1: don't enjoy it. I can tell you that. the way They
0: they obviously signed up for it. They knew that that's what was going to happen. They're going to go out there. They're going to play. They're going to, you know, feel excited, but they're going to get their butts kicked, you know. That was just part of the game. It's just part of what they signed up for. They can't go run into the sideline because they broke a nail because they signed up for this. And I know I signed up for this. I know that that's what I signed up for. Dad gum, I feel so beat up.
1: It's interesting that you use the term "beat up." All right, so in football, in, in the in the NFL, I don't know if they use this term anymore. They used to have a term. It was called um, something. It wasn't called boxers' reaction, but it was called. It is essentially this: there are guys that play safety or one of these defensive like positions that are like in the back. They're not the guys up on the line where they're you know hitting somebody every single down. Usually see it with like safeties, and they would run and just punish people, and just like when they would tackle them, they would just destroy them, and then every now and then someone would catch them just right and give it back to them, like just as hard as they'd ever given it to anybody else, and suddenly they were playing a lot more. There was a lot more apprehension in the way they played, and usually there was a, there was a guy there's a guy that I'll never forget that played for the Cowboys. This guy named Roy Williams came out of Oklahoma, I think. Guy was a devastating, devastating safety. And then one game, I can't remember who it is, some wide receiver came across and blocked him and knocked him the freak out. And he was never this. I think he was out of the league within the next two years. He was kind of a dirty player, so he kind of deserved to get it, you know, get thrown out anyway. But I mean, it, it's 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 an amazing thing. So it's funny, it's funny that you use that I feel beat up because. You say you signed up for this and you knew you were going to get this. Did you really? Did you? Yes. No, no. See, I disagree with you. No, did I Did you knew really? It. You thought you were going to walk in tonight and see what you saw?
0: Yeah, I did know yeah. this. I know this. And honestly, if I'm really being honest with myself, it's probably why I waited so long to get involved. I mean, honestly, if really? I, I mean, as I was thinking on my way home tonight, you know, um, I was, you know, I came up with so many different excuses on why I didn't take action beforehand. And honestly, I was going through, I mean, I've been through pretty on my own accord and people have it much worse than me, but I went through some tough years and I didn't feel like I had it in me to take any more on, because I knew, I know what it's like out there, I mean, I was a guardian at lightum pretty much, you know, when I was in my early 20s, and so I'd already seen, and I'd already, I already knew what was out there, I'd already seen some bad stuff, and I knew what was in store, and, and it's, it's like when you do a remodeling of your home, and you think you're going to just you know, change out a sink and you end up having to tear out the whole bathroom because you get in there and then you realize this is broken and you can't can't put this in until you fix this and you can't fix this until you do this. And it's just one thing after another. So I already knew that this was going to happen. Um, and that's, I mean, on, if I'm just being honest, it's probably why I just delayed getting involved more and more. Now, I do think that I did not realize how how little I could be involved and still be involved.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I, did, I, I
1: watched you go through that. Yeah. 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 Like I
0: didn't realize that I could, I could literally just wade into the water. Yeah.
1: You thought you had to be full in right. above your head if you were going to get involved at all.
0: Right. right. Exactly. And, I, and that had frustrated me for so many years and I don't know if I did it consciously or subconsciously, But you and I had had a conversation one time and you were like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can't get there, but where can, what can you do? And I was like, wow, like you called me out without realizing you were calling me out. I don't think you were doing it on purpose. I don't think you were, but it really made me stop and made me realize, okay, what can I do? And so then I came up with this huge idea of creating this whole nonprofit myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which that was kind of crazy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was that was a lot I'm not a strong swimmer And I never ever jump into the pool or off the <laughs> boat And this was this idea that I was going to go Way out into the middle of the ocean And just jump in And I'm like what are you doing Like you, this is not you whatsoever So then I decided Okay well, I got to do something Because I am just like itching to do something and, and I got to find somewhere. So in the midst of me trying to form this nonprofit, I started making all these different connections with different people of other organizations so that I could help. I could, I could get my nonprofit synced in with theirs so that we could help each other. Well, that just didn't, that didn't really pan out. That just didn't really go the direction that I wanted, or maybe it's just slower getting started I don't know but I just realized I was not doing what I needed to do I did was still wasn't doing anything I was still in just this planning phase and I didn't see an end of this planning phase so I got involved with the Richland County Foster Association and so what they do is they help facilitate foster parents and foster children they do they do nothing with the placement of fostering but they do respite care which is just temporary care for for foster families and they do help out with supplies and they do help out with other just problems and issues and they help out with ce classes and they help out with education and they help out with um getting other foster parents together so that they can get support from each other So I found myself just talking with them and being a little bit more involved and realizing that they had a a need, and I kind of just fell into it. So now I'm the volunteer coordinator for that organization. And so to answer your question, going back to it, yeah, I I did know what I was getting into. You can't prepare yourself for it. I don't think that you can. I mean, you know... it stinks. You don't have to do it as much as I do. You don't have to throw yourself into it as much as I did or do. That's just me.
1: It's it's interesting. You talk about throwing yourself into it and how it was something that you worried about because you know that you have an emotional attachment when you get involved in something like that. I think anybody who does anything passionately, whether it's work or something outside of work, obviously obviously does that. We We throw our heart into stuff that we do. It wasn't. It wasn't two days after you s- decided to resurrect the Rosewood, um, Rosewood Neighborhood Watch, to where we were sitting down in the living room and you were on Facebook and we were watching a movie, and somebody put on the Rosewood page, "Will you please help us? We haven't seen our friend in the past few hours." And- this
0: is great. You're doing great tonight. <laughs>
1: You, um, you, you reached out to them, got the specifics about her, where she was. We talked to them about where her cell phone had pinged off, um, and uh, we're we're trying to help them locate her uh, as soon as we could. Uh, nobody could find anything. It was pretty late in the evening. We wake up the next morning uh, to a tweet from her father to find out that she had passed away. Everybody knows about this young lady who is down in our five points area. The the, the um the college area here in town, thought she was getting into her Uber, um, got into another car, and was uh, was brutally murdered, and her body was dumped somewhere else. We also had, over that week, and then actually the past couple of days, we've had another couple of uh, college kids and some other things happen around the state. But I want to go back to the uh, Samantha... Uh, is it Jacobson? Was that her name? Josephson. Uh, Josephson. Um, you... You could have very easily, when that happened, uh, because of the involvement you had with their friends. I mean, we weren't leading police chases or anything like that. But yeah. you were, You, I mean, someone knew you, you. I mean, you reached out to them and said, I'm part of the neighborhood watch. We just started up. Hey, what can we do to help? And you, and you were suddenly tied into something that was is national news. I mean, it's a, it's a very sad thing that happened. It it didn't keep you from from continuing with what you're doing, and it very easily could have zapped you and your emotion from it. Why do you think now that you're involved with things, it doesn't mean you care any any less. I think you care even more. What what way have you found to kind of balance that, and like what what's what's allowed for you to do that? And don't say alcohol because you weren't drinking that much that week.
0: No, I, I do think though being able to get out my frustrations like you you have actually you've been the person that allowed me to do that you know like I'll, I'll i I need this space to talk to talk about my frustrations because when I'm doing these kind of things it takes so much because It takes so much on all different levels because not only do I have to just deal with like trying to get people involved and trying to get people excited and trying to keep keep morale up, I also have to deal with like people being so just below negative. And just, just throwing things out there. And I
1: like that term below negative. Like, that's that's an that's I know exactly what you mean when you say that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like and so and the thing is is like I'm not gonna let that person steal all my freaking work that I've just put into for the past couple of weeks of getting people excited about something. You're not gonna piss on my parade. That's just the way I look at it. And so I have to like scoop way down in my positive positivity pocket and just try to like turn it around and so that's like been my other goal is just like I'm just trying to turn whatever they said just trying to find something positive in what they said even though they're trying to like piss on everything to turn it around and be like hey look I get where you're coming from but this is we're going here like let's let's go here let's keep our eyes this way and so it 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 just it takes a lot it takes a lot out of me and and so with being able to have you being supportive and you just listening to me just rant about like oh my god i don't know if i can do this i don't think i have the strength to do this i'm just so tired i'm i'm going to keep going but i just need someone else to realize or i need to be i need to be honest with someone else to how tiring i get about it because it just fuels me to be like, all right, I have my pity party, and then I'm I'm back at it. Like you know, is I don't want. I'm not. I'm not trying to sit here and say that like I'm tooting my own horn because I'm not at all. But it just really does help me to be able to to talk to you when I get down about it because anybody else, honestly, is not. It's gonna just be like, well, don't do it. Like, give up. Like, it's too hard. Like, don't put yourself through that kind of thing. Do
1: you think you used to say those very things to yourself?
0: No. I don't think I've ever said that to myself. I think that's probably my problem.
1: You don't think you've ever told yourself, well, then don't do it if you think it's going to be too much for you.
0: Maybe in the very beginning, before I started anything, but that, not that's once what I, I'm that's what I'm talking yeah about. before sorry, I started yeah, yeah. yeah before I started something for sure absolutely but not once I got involved yeah
1: I got you all right so um, there's two other things I want to talk to you about one of them was something that happened today uh, it, there was uh, um, there was I don't know what it is what was it
0: it was a um, a, a day of it was supposed to be a walk. It was a mile walk. It's called walking her shoes. It's so and aware. It's, it's to bring awareness to. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a, uh, so it is a way to bring awareness to violence, but particularly um, sexual violence toward women. Okay, it's it's kind of focused that way.
1: I don't believe we had this conversation on this show. I'm pretty sure I've said my opinion on this show. Because I've had this for three years now, we've talked about it on Welding a Family. Do you remember what I said about awareness campaigns?
0: I don't know. We talk a lot.
1: Yeah, that they're that they're and and I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but they really don't do anything. It's like any time I hear someone saying I want to bring awareness to someone, essentially what happens is nothing. And I will I will I will harken back to what is now sadly. My, my best example of this, which was a year ago, this march that was so important, we called it the March for Our Lives. It was the March for Our Lives. It was for kids and gun violence, as if no one knows that there's gun violence in America. But what's amazing is about a month ago, we had the one-year anniversary of the March for Our Lives, and not a thing not one single thing has been addressed in any school to make it safer because we've either politicized it, we've bastardized it, we've decided to take it for our own meanings, and that whole thing about we want to bring awareness to me is just... I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just had... When people, when I've debated this with people, they've said, well, look at what Martin Luther King Jr. did. I have talked about this on the show because my contention is, no, you see the one moment Martin Luther King Jr. had. What you didn't see were the... Hundreds of moments of him meeting with local leaders, him yeah. going and meeting with churches. There's other work. That, that hey, I want to bring awareness, is, is almost a celebration to advertise. Uh, yes, I'll give you that. But that's not where the real work is. But something happened yesterday. Apparently, something had been going on.
0: So, the... I, I do need to interject this. So it's not, this was not just an awareness event. It actually no. was a paid event. You pay tickets. It was to actually, it's it was a, fundraising a fundraiser. Event. Yeah. And the reason that they needed a fundraiser for this nonprofit is because they actually do bring in therapists to help with sexual trauma victims. Okay.
1: I I'm getting ahead of myself. It turned into an awareness campaign today, but right. I, I, but I had to set that up because of something that I did today, which is, which even caught me, even caught me by surprise. And, and so I had to at least set that up, but yes, this is originally supposed to be a fundraising effort in order to help out with this.
0: Right. It's It, it has been going on for 10 years. This was the 10th annual Event
1: so it happens at our state house, and right. apparently, someone had been making some threats. I don't know if they were bomb threats or what they were. Some something. they had
0: been they had been threatened physically they had been threatening threat how do you threatening. say threatening yes um physical harm to the volunteers at the call center. They have a twenty four seven call center, and there's multiple locations. So someone, some person, some male actually had called and. Threatened the workers at that call center, and also threatened anyone that was going to show up to this event. Like threatened them with physical physical harm.
1: Right. So, uh, so suddenly I get a call from Maria. Listen, I get a text. Was this while is it banned? No, it wasn't a ban. I, oh, I was it work or you, yeah, you said at work. It to me, and you said you you won't believe what happened. They've canceled this. They canceled it, and. You were mad on a couple of levels. Why why did it hit you so hard?
0: Well well, first of all, I was so angry that they that anyone was gonna let someone with this much negativity have control. Here's the thing. These people that, that are involved in this organization have already had their souls ripped yeah. from them. Yeah. Like literally, you can't take much more from someone than that. You cannot make someone any more vulnerable. Even the hardest person alive, when you take that from, when you steal that, you can't do any more. You just can't take any more from someone. So for someone to to take away, not only the fact that it happened, but also just to continue to smash their face in the dirt and not even let them up for breath that you're gonna destroy any type of of therapy for them. That that's just that's just it's just too much for me to sit there and not do anything. And I'm not gonna. I, I can't. I can't even fathom allowing someone to have that much power. Like that just does not. That does not make sense in my head. That you would give someone with nothing but words that much power.
1: So tonight, we went and did something. Um, you you had decided that you decided you decided, even though you had something tonight that you had already signed up for one of your other projects you had, that you were putting the brakes on that for a little bit. You were going to be a little bit late to it, and you decided if this event's going to start around 5, I'm going to go.
0: Yeah, I had already said that. As soon as I saw the cancellation, I was like, oh, heck no. It was all over the news. It was all over Facebook that it was canceled, and it was supposed to start at 5 o'clock, and I was like, I will be there at five o'clock.
1: And so you and I talked about that last night and you're like, I don't care if nothing's going on. I'm, I'm going to at least go. And I was, I was very impressed with that. I'll give a shout out to a couple of Scott Nilken, who, who's forms up the, the Cola city bike uh, collective. who has been on the show before. It was a really good interview. Yeah, They're in their new location, by the way, got on there and decided, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pledge this amount of money. I want you to do it as well. And here's the reason why I'm pledging this and probably help them. Raise, I think, I mean, a, a good bit of money off of that. Um, there were folks that, that went today that you, you, when you, when I walked up, I was, I was later than you. When I got there, there were people that were there and then we saw more and more people coming in and I was very, I was very happy about that. Um, there were two things that really stuck out to me. Number one, you put on Facebook, I, you know what? Yeah, this is terrible. Somebody put right underneath you. That's just awful. We should, you know, like I would still go. And you're like, well, I plan on going. And they're like, well, be safe. Yeah. (laughs)
0: They're like, (laughs) be safe. Peace out.
1: So I guess you're not going. All right. Well, you know, thank you for wanting to go. But uh, and who knows what they have on their schedule. I don't know. I'm not making fun of them. But it is funny how somebody was like on Facebook. Yeah, let's do this. Well, yeah, let's do it. Oh, Okay, no I won't. Scott Nokin and the guys from Town, right. they put together a group and said, hey, we're going to go walk and we're right. going to do it and they and they did and it was really cool. Um, I met somebody today that was one of the people that was in charge of it and I've been thinking about this ever since I ran into them and they said, you know, we've got to keep our people safe so we had to cancel it. You know what? I, I'll make that decision on whether I need to be safe or not. I don't want you to make the decision that somebody can control us in this way and I'm not somebody that was that's a even a victim of this or a volunteer I can only imagine and I may be wrong but they would feel even even bigger in, in that manner and i i I guess i I, I don't want to harp on it too much but I do I do think There's something that I said to you last night, and I think it just kind of just breezed past you because I think for some of us it does. But I think I do think we're so far removed from the way that those of us that were of an adult age during 9-11 and the whole idea of living in fear because it was true Terrorism. I mean, like you, you, you see true terrorism like that or Timothy McVeigh or any of that, or even the school shootings. But these, when you're an adult and you think about, I got to send my kids here somewhere, that whole post 9-11 thing of, no, we can't let fear win. We, we've, it feels like in a lot of ways that we've stopped. We stopped feeling that way, and I don't know if that's because we worry about the legality of something or somebody suing, or somebody gets. Injured. I, I don't. I don't know what goes through an organization's mind, but I am proud of the folks that stood up and the people that were there today, and what. And I thought it was an amazing thing that they did, and the way they stood up, and how they were there, and how they participated. And I know they raised money, and I thought it was a really good thing. But I was, I was. I was upset to see such outrage on Facebook. And it's not like I saw one person for every comment I saw. And I think that's what started to bother me a little bit today.
0: Well, that is always what bothers but me. But
1: I didn't even see a one to ten ratio. I
0: know. That's what bothers me. And we talk about this all the time. It. I love that people talk about things. I I love that. But I'm done talking. Like, talk to me on our way. <laughs> like get in the car and we'll talk about it. Like, let's talk about it. Let's go, let's do something. And that's, what's frustrating. You know, I, I feel like we can only do so much, but we can do something. And, and, and I appreciate people that want to post on Facebook I appreciate that. I love the fact that we get conversations going and getting people riled up. But we literally can do something. We literally can. We can make a difference. And it's not a huge difference. It's not going to change the world. But it's going to do something. Like, it's going to do something. So this morning when I got dressed, like, I put my red shirt on. I mean, it it was a bright red shirt. And I wore that. And I was proud of wearing that today. And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you I I've, I've thought I have had fear come into my head you know I've had fear coming into my head when I was starting this neighborhood watch like I'm a, I'm a, I'm trying to show nothing but like happiness and peace but I also understand that I could be putting a target on my back and I could be putting a target on my back when I walked down to the state house today because I was the only one there in the beginning I was the first one there. I know that I could be doing that, but at the end of the day, and I thought about this, and I know this sounds more of it, but I really did think about this. If something happens to me and I am killed or, or die or, or hurt in some manner because I stood up for something, yeah, it would suck. <laughs> that would really suck for my family. But at least I could die doing something and not be like, yeah, well, I wish I would have done this. Like, I, I do have fear. I am fearful a little bit. I'm fearful of a lot of different things. You know, people are mean. People are horrible. But I also find peace in the fact that I need to do something. It bothers me more to lay in bed, not feeling like I did what I should have done. That bothers me way more than when I lay in bed and worry about what could possibly happen to me because I'm kind of ruffling a few feathers.
1: There's another thing that comes up in my head whenever you talk about this, and it's the fact that, you really do, while we joke about you just wading into the pool, you are very much involved and you're involved in very heavy things. And you're involved in things that, sure, you have a a, a penchant for wanting to get involved with, but there are a lot of folks that are listening to this show that that agree. Like I, you know, that will say to themselves, "Well, I wish I was there," and they're doing the same thing that you've done before. That we mentioned at the very beginning of this interview, they're probably saying, "But I can't because I have this. But I have this," and I think a lot of times people don't realize where they really are needed, and almost where there's a responsibility for us to help take care of each other. I'm, I'm reminded. I was. I was very you know i mentioned my grandparents a lot i was brought up watching them and how they were all very much involved in their community in so many different ways and they didn't sit around and wait for the government to come and start something so it helped something out they were always out there helping somebody else it was their civic duty there was there was being involved in clubs yes but being active in those clubs and when they were going out to help other folks or just helping out that person down the street that's going through a hard time. These people came from a different time. They understood. We talk about the depression. Hell, we got people now that are talking about, oh, this is just like our World War II. You have no idea what World War II. None of us. We do not understand what that was. We will never live a life like that again. I mean, these people lived something different. But I'm always very proud of being so close with them because they helped me see that a lot of times the biggest things can be right in your own neighborhood. One of the conversations we had today, I will mention this one by name because I have no problem doing this. Our daughter, our youngest daughter, goes to the elementary school right where we live, just a few blocks away. We live in a really cool neighborhood, but we have it's a good mixture. It's very artsy. It's a very uh, there are parts of it that are very affluent. It is a really neat uh, mixture of of folks in this one area. We go to one of the three. It's not four kindergarten teachers. Three. Three. One of the three kindergarten teachers. Throughout the year, I'm I'm going to brag on you a little bit here. So just get ready for this. <laughs> I know you're not, I know you're not going to like this, but it, it it makes a point. So just hang 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 okay. in over there, Nancy. Just just give me a second. There are times throughout the year because I don't care what anybody says, government does not run things extremely well. That it's not like our teachers have all the funding they need for school, especially for little projects that they want to do, even if it's above and beyond for our students. Our teachers obviously do not get paid enough to go and get it all out of their own pocket. Right. From time to time, they need extra things for the classrooms. It can be tissues. It can be this or that. Uh, it can be T-shirts. Or in this case, they wanted to do an Easter egg hunt, so they need plastic eggs, and they ask for people to send them in. I have seen these things pop up probably five or six times throughout the year. And as soon as they pop up on my phone, I know what's about to happen. The Alexander (laughs) family is about to supply everything for this. Now, I would love to take credit for it, and I will take credit for the T-shirts, because I had to go (laughs) to three different freaking Walmarts after a band (laughs) practice, and I was tired. But that had to get done, and we we were the only... Yeah, yeah, I'll brag about it and say it. We were the only family that sent anything.
0: I think one person sent You, said just, you
1: just took all the eggs for their egg hunt today.
0: Well, some people had contributed. Okay. You. I did take 128 eggs out there. You
1: donated all the extra tissues that they needed and one of the other classes needed that is not our child's. Now, I'm not saying this as in my wife needs an award. I'm saying this because every day I take our child to school, I see the families that walk up there. I know this is a free school that is a wonderful school that does a great job. And if you're sitting around drinking Arbor Mist with the other ladies (laughs) And you say, I got to find a new reference point. But that's, yeah. that's still the Arbor Miss commercials still haunt me in my sleep. If you're sitting around like, I just wish there was something I can do. And you're going to tell me you're going to ignore another text from Abby Tyson when she needs something else for her class. Give me a break. Now, I don't mean to make anybody upset in, in in her class. There are people that, hey, whenever I go to read or do stuff in the class, class is packed full. People give their time. It's appreciated. I know. And they do a really good job. But It's ridiculous when we need to do something for the school here or there. And now, now, don't get me wrong, they do a parents' night. They did an awesome parents' night. Mm-hmm. They raised money for the school the other day, and that was awesome because you could go out to this brewery, you could bid on items and do all that cool stuff, and that's and that's great, and I, and I love that. What I'm trying to say is there are people that are sitting around that are saying, well, what what can we do? I really don't have time for for any of this. Why don't you ask Mrs. Tyson what you can do? How about read one of those te- – there are, there are other people that can answer a call. And, and I'm not saying you're the only one in the school, but I bet – I bet you if I went through every grade, I would not see one family per room doing it. I bet you I wouldn't. I will put money on that right now that that doesn't happen because I think that – doesn't more-
0: do what
1: I do? No, because I think – before I get too high on my horse here, what I'm saying is I think people miss – where they could help because they're either looking for something big and they're not paying attention to, to the thing that's right in front of them.
0: Well, maybe it, it,
1: it annoys you. Don't act like it doesn't. No, I let you get does. away with this on Facebook. <laughs> you get to play like, Oh, I'm going to be Miss peacemaker on Facebook. You, you cannot come into the studio on my show and, and present something this It It is infuriating like it is very... when people say, I want to help. And then they see it and they're like, Oh, but that's not how I'm going to help.
0: Well, here's the thing. I love the school. I do. I love it. I love everything about it. Well,
1: your daughter's got kicked out because of your husband's
0: Uh Yeah, I know. I love that they have a 25-cent... Pencil machine that you just Put your quarter in and your pencil comes out I love the old Hardwood floors I love that it Smells like it's been there for 50 years like I love all of that I, I love the principal, this I God, love the principal. The Best principal in the She's state so, Like we have a blended family we have like 52 people in our family And she knows everyone's name And it, it I love it I love Everything about it So I do get A little bit frustrated But I have already set the stage for Abby or Miss Tyson to say, the day before, the final day, let me know what you haven't gotten. Because I don't want her ideas, like, okay, so... From coming from me when I've got all these great ideas and then I don't have enough people to help me fill out these ideas, it it sucks and it stinks and it deflates you and it deflates your energy and it wears you out. And I don't want that for our teachers. I don't want that for the person that is actually going, that has figured out a way to get my daughter excited about school, like about learning. And I couldn't do it. I I failed at that. That was not something I'm capable of. We get free breakfast. We get free lunch. That's what our school district is. That's where we're zoned for. That's what happens. So no one has to pay for lunch. No one has to pay for breakfast if they want to go to breakfast. We need to step it up. If I went to a private school, then okay, no, I don't want to spend another $100 for the school year for anything extracurricular because I'm already spending $1,000 a month for, for school. I get that, but we don't. We don't. We go to a public school that gives you free breakfast and free lunch, and my child in kindergarten is learning to read. Like, I'm still freaking trying to figure out how to zip my pants when I was in kindergarten. I cried for the entire first year. Like, I did not even learn anything. I don't want them to be, like, I don't want their their enthusiasm to be deflated because they didn't get the supplies that they wanted for the ideas that they had. You know, Sterling had this whole... like excitement about the leprechaun that was coming into her classroom. That is not me. I'm not the mom that looks on Pinterest and figures out how to put balloons in their (laughs) doorway so they can celebrate each birthday. I'm not the mom that does those kind of things. I'm not, but she can go to school and get this whole experience that I can't give her. And I'm excited about that. And whatever I, I can do to make that happen but i am frustrated that there's more not more parents that 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 say hey w- you know what else do you need w- what did you not get and i and i knew i kind of knew because she had sent out a few reminders and so i sent her a, a text this morning and i was like did you get the eggs that you needed she was like well we only have something for the kids to get five eggs well that's not enough and i was like what do you need i'll go on my lunch break and get it and i'll just give them to you so i went and took them to her i was like whatever you don't need just give it to the other classes or save it for next year the same thing i did with the 26 boxes of tissue which she was probably like oh my goodness
1: well let me let me ask you a question wrapping this up so we we, we've talked about all the different things that you're involved in whether it's school or whether it's just your neighborhood that's around you and there's somebody that's listening to this just the same way that you thought about this a year ago, like, well, I can't get that involved with it. And I'm, I want to ask you one final question for someone who now, has been getting into this, that is starting up the Neighborhood Watch, that is trying to get more going over at DSS, that sees events in her community and, and wants to get into them the best they can. You can't get involved with every single one of them. can't right. head up every one of them. You can't even participate in every one That's of true. them. But you do what you can. And then, obviously, with whatever's within your reach, and that obviously includes our school and, 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 and where our, our kids go to school and, and what we can do to help out. As someone that plays a role as leader, volunteer, follower, participant, viewer, and so many different things, if I came to you and told you I could give you enough of any one of these three things, you tell me which one. You can only choose one. You can either have all the money you need, you can have all the notoriety and publicity you need, or you can have all the people you need. Which one of those is the most important? Oh, people! More than the other two. Absolutely. You're not even going to think about the money thing.
0: Nope. No, because if we have enough people, we don't need that much money. If we say so we say we need a thousand dollars, that's such a small amount. But say we need a thousand dollars, but we have a thousand people, we only need one dollar. So say we need a thousand dollars, and we need, and we only have ten people. Now we need a hundred dollars. But if we have a thousand people, we need a thousand dollars. Only we need to have four quarters per person, ten dimes. Like that's all we need. That's all we need. So people, we need people, and we don't need people for forty hours a month. We don't need people for, for for ten hours a month. Like literally, I could use someone for four hours a month. Would make a huge difference. In in any area, like any like literally, in, in in everything that I'm involved in, or even if I'm not involved in, I could find someone else that can help you get involved in it. It's 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 literally all we need is people. We just need people. Just well, people.
1: I hope you can find them, because your husband can't keep going to everything.
0: I think. <laughs> I know, but I think we count for like four
2: people. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And stays the same when you're out of the game for too long As if you're looking back trying to find the tracks They're all windblown I'm always shedding my skin even from within And I don't know where I've been Where I go is a future soul Cause when I think about how the way things should have gone I'm still out here on my own. I want to thank
1: uh, Maria for coming on and talking tonight. It's uh, she. She normally doesn't like not having a a list of what we're going to talk about, and uh, uh, I really appreciate her coming and speaking so frankly about stuff. Uh, I don't mean to offend anybody to say that that the people at my school don't care. There's actually quite a few families that do. My point is that a lot of times we sit around and we act well, quite frankly we act like the pregnant woman that didn't know she was pregnant. You see, we're all involved in our community. We are all we all play a part. Sometimes we're naive, and sometimes we, we just kind of push things to the side and say, no, that's not me, or that's not really happening, or that's not something that I can really participate in, that's nothing I have time for. We, we know that an issue's there. Some other times, there are issues that are bubbling up all around us, but we refuse to really take a look at, when was the last time you asked your kid's teacher, hey, is there anything I can do? Hey, do you do you need anything? Is there any way I can help? When was the last time you asked that to your church? Your neighbor? that, That bike collective just downtown that's doing such a good job for people. When was the last time you looked over and said, hey, is there anything I can do? Do you need any help somewhere? I was always impressed with the way my grandparents did that. Sometimes they didn't even ask. They just assumed. Sometimes it was a casserole. Sometimes my grandfather was hauling the lawnmower over to go help somebody out in a way that they didn't even ask for. There, 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 was always just something about that. And I'm not saying that we need to be too presumptive and we need to step on anybody's toes. We can still be a civilized society and 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 make sure that we're being um, uh, we're being sensitive to, to to people's emotions. But but there's so much out there we can help with. And I'm always so surprised when I see people say, I just don't know where to go. Really? in the day of social media, you don't know where you can go and help. And then the other thing we were joking about a little bit, the the lady, (laughs) Maria's like, seriously, it basically read like this. Maria's like, I'm so tired of this. I can't believe this. Lady chimed in right underneath her. Yeah, we should still go. Maria's like, you know what? I am going to go. I'll be there at 5 o'clock. You can meet me on the steps. Okay, well, be careful. (laughs) It's like, okay, okay. All right. I appreciate the cheerleading and that's very nice. And and, and, and I'm not someone who, who shuns people for saying my thoughts and prayers are with you. I appreciate all that. And it's a very nice thing. But if you're gonna give the assinuation that you're gonna show up, then like Maria said, don't don't tell me on Facebook. Don't call me and, and tell me. Just talk to me while we're on our way. That's that's the thing. When I said the thing earlier tonight about promoting awareness. It is something that I've had many debates and bars about from folks that work in nonprofits and some other things. And as a guy that has a public relations background and a long extensive life in marketing, I'm going to tell you that I hold very fast to my, my my statement. If you ever have a campaign that is simply to raise awareness, then you're not doing enough. And I, and I, I truthfully mean that. And I don't mean that to, to say that you don't care or you're not working hard. I'm telling you that you need to find a way to do. You need to always be in the mode of wanting to do, not to just say. I'm not someone that would ever stand up and just hold up a sign and say, hey, I'm going to bring some awareness to something. But quite frankly, that's what I did today. I walked up after work. I saw Maria and a few other folks getting ready. this event this afternoon, and Maria looks right at me and says, do you want to make a sign? Are you kidding me? You want me to do the one thing that I say I probably wouldn't ever do, but I did. I made a sign because I felt bad for the people that wanted this event to go on. I felt bad for the people that were going to drive by that wanted to be a part of it, but now were worried that something could go wrong. I felt bad for everyone. I wasn't upset anymore. I I felt bad for folks. I felt bad for the people that were going to count on the fundraising from that event to get the counseling that they so desperately need. I felt very bad for them. I made a sign. I didn't hold it up. I held up another sign that had a hashtag on it that I'm still not quite sure what in the world it said, but I went and stood beside my wife partly to support her, but also to show people that I can stand right here in the middle, the State house ground, right on the intersection of Main Street and Gervais Street, the two busiest streets in all of South Carolina, and hold up a sign and, and know that That no one was going to chase me and certainly no one was going to chase my wife away. And I met some very nice women today who were there doing the same thing. And it was a really neat moment. The sign I made that I didn't hold up because I didn't really think it was for me to hold up. But it was very simple because I wanted someone to feel comfortable and to see. it. And it just very simply said, be not afraid. I don't know if that was essentially the message that this group was trying to get out. But it wasn't just so much for someone to hold up. It was for someone there to see as well. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that someone is going to destroy something you want to work so hard at? Are you afraid that you're going to get into something and not make enough of a difference? Are you afraid that you uh, are going to fail? Are you afraid that it'll all fall apart? Are are you afraid that you'll be the only one there? Are you afraid that nobody else will care? I've watched Maria go through all of that. I'm glad that she doesn't do that anymore. Partly so it's a great testament to our girls. Partly because, well, we're friends with Sterling's teacher and it's nice that she can help her out. But mostly because if she's not doing it, in some cases then no one's doing it. And ladies and gentlemen, there are plenty of places out there where no one is doing anything. We're waiting on the government to come and fix it. We're waiting on someone else to do it. We think we've given enough money, enough time. It's never enough. And that's not because what we do doesn't count. We just need to keep doing There's so much that's happening out there. I think some people are afraid to look and see. Maria talks about it all the time. One of the dark conversations that we have that we don't really have in public, I'll share with you now, is when we start talking about the different uh, subsets of each one of these issues we've talked about tonight, the different groups that have different things going on and the needs of those groups. And then other groups that we haven't even Addressed yet, but they have needs, and you can't help everybody. That's true. That's true. You can't, but you can help someone. I'm I'm amazed at people that I see, like Scott Nilken that I, that I've had on the show, who saw a need for life to be better in Columbia and found a way to do it. He he gives people a way to not only get around town and enjoy something that they never thought they'd be able to enjoy, or uh, he did, he didn't just give people a way to get more exercise. He gives people a way to get to work. He gives people a, a an ability to go see family that they normally couldn't see. He gives a chance for for fathers and sons and mothers and daughters to spend time in, in ways that they probably wouldn't before because he cares and he tries. And Scott puts his whole life into it, but not everybody's got to do that. There are people that help Scott out that don't do that. There are people out there that need your help. So, so let me ask you this. What are you afraid of? What have you not done because you've been afraid of it? Where have you not asked a question because you've been scared that the answer you may get back? What is it you can do to make things better? And I don't mean just to bring awareness or just to find out about. What can you do? Where can you hit that switch from pause to do and get out there and make a difference? It's a good thing, I think. I I like it. I like watching Maria deal with this and go through this because I've watched someone who for the longest time didn't do it. And that's why I wanted to bring her on. Because if there's someone that's out there that thinks that I'm preaching, I'm not. I'm telling you that I watched firsthand that woman go from someone who's going to sit on the sidelines, that woman go from someone who feels like her life is way too out of control, that woman who feels like she just doesn't have the time, and she made it. And here's the thing. She wasn't wrong when she said all that other stuff. She didn't have the damn time. But she made it. And now she makes a difference. And so can you.
0: Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab. But if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week.
1: Yes, we will see you next week. Hopefully, we see you next Saturday, 420. Rhythm on the river. If we don't see you there, we hope we see you somewhere else where you're making a difference. Till then, take care.
2: This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.